I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, oh wow, wow, what, what did, ooh, wow, you look great. Did you do something different with your hair? You look amazing, that's wonderful. Well, I'm John, this is John Helps You Write Better, so uh, let's, let's go write better. Let's suppose we, you and I, let's suppose you and I are talking. Let's suppose you and I are talking about what we want for dinner. It doesn't really matter what meal it is, but this is my example, so fuck it. We're going to talk about dinner. And let's suppose I tell you that dinner is really, really important to me. Now, for whatever reason, maybe it's a special day, maybe I'm very hungry. Whatever the case, I build dinner up for you. It's a big damn deal. Maybe you're going to make it. Maybe we're going out. Maybe you're going to order it. Who knows? But whatever you know, I've planted the idea that dinner is important. Now, if in the course of our day, I routinely check back in and remind you, hey, dinner is important, dinner is important, dinner is important. Again, doesn't matter how you're going to uh, develop dinner, whether you're making it, whether we're going, whether you're ordering it, that's somewhat immaterial because the point isn't so much that I'm dictating to you the terms of this example. It's just that the idea, the concept of dinner is a big deal to me. If all of a sudden now it's dinner time, you've maybe spent all day tensely worrying that you've picked the right thing, or you spent all day in the kitchen preparing it, or you're worried that we're going to be late for our reservation. I've created this kind of adjacent sphere of tension that you've been in in and around dinner because I gave you the idea that dinner is important. You could say I have developed the idea that dinner is important. Now, if I additionally support my dinner development by saying something like uh, an anecdote or a flashback about famous dinners in my lifetime, that, you know, it doesn't really matter to me but it me it's part of the reason why dinner matters at all it's still development it's just what's called secondary development because it's not being developed by my direct action it's being developed through the sort of hearsay material that i'm giving you you know a different time a different place where maybe i was active back then but relative to now i'm recounting it to you that is secondary development so we continue our example. We go have dinner. Now, whatever it is, however it is, however we get it, for our example, doesn't ultimately matter. What matters is that over the course of dinner, we are seen or we are collectively having a good experience. Our meal isn't bad, whether you made it, whether you ordered it, whether we've gone out. The meal's not bad. We are not dissatisfied with it. There are not external factors, poor service, um, in, in uh, poor cooking, in unavailability of uh, ingredients or whatever. It's just dinner's great. It is objectively great. We can point to words, phrases, and moments where we each say dinner is great. 
Now, over the course of dinner, this feels good. We've built up a thing, we developed it, and we've paid it off. We've created a loop about dinner, spent the day marinating in it, and we've paid it off. We've closed this loop. I'm mentioning this solely for the people who just loved when I talked about loops. But what happens if after we have dinner, or while we're having dinner, or while dinner is just about done, what happens if I turn to you and say, you know what, dinner didn't really matter at all? Now, in that moment, you, the person who maybe worked really hard on making it, or who took the time to research and track down a good place to go, or who spent time and money getting dinner in the door, you might feel a certain way. You might be pissed, you might be hurt, you might be shocked, you might be indifferent, you might be depressed. You could be any number of things, probably some of them negative, because I basically took all the work you did, whatever kind of work it was, and said it was unimportant. That might really bother you, and that's totally legit. But I in saying, eh, Dan, it's not that big a deal, whatever. I just developed a conflicting idea that goes against the development and secondary development I set up. I have created what's called contra-development. That is development in an opposing, directly opposing way. So if I say black and then I start developing white, that is contra-development to my idea. It is taking what is usually, nine times out of ten, the binary opposite of an idea and developing it and treating it with maybe the seriousness I had been treating the other, you know, the first development. I'm just now going in completely the opposite direction. You might react however you want. It's hypocritical. I'm an asshole. It's a whole problem. You can't believe it. Whatever your reaction is, is legit. But that doesn't change the fact that from a narrative perspective, I have contra-developed something that you now have to contend with. Contra-development, when it's done intentionally, builds tension. Because all of a sudden I say this, and then I act like that, or I do this, and then I do that, and the two things seem very much at odds, like a light switch got flipped and things are totally bizarro world now. That's when it's done well. It takes time and organization to do it well. We have to set up and establish that there's first a thing and then we're going to develop the opposite, which means from a, from a creating perspective, you need to figure out what the thing is and then figure out the opposite to an equal level of detail. If you just flip-flop and suddenly just say, ah, you know, I was kidding, that's not contra-development. That's just shitty writing. You want to make sure that however deep you go one way, you go equally deep in its opposite way. Why would you do this? Why does this matter? Because you're looking to create tension. You're looking to uh, create a situation where one character can no longer trust the other character reliably. You're looking to create a reason for a, a, a piece of tension down the road. You know, I'm going to tell you it's unimportant or tell you it's important and then tell you it's not important, leaving you kind of pissed off so that later, two chapters later, we can have an argument so that we can express something so that we can move the emotional arc forward or something. Like there's a point to it. We're doing something in the story on a character level. Most of the time, contra-development is character-centric. You are not really going to contra-develop like plot points. You can't on one hand say, I have to go to the grocery store and then not go to the grocery store. That's not contra development. That's shitty writing. There's a, a semi fine line.
Why? Why is it a fine line? Because it's intentional. And you're still developing something. There's a difference between contra-development and forgetting a thing. If you keep saying a thing is a big deal, whatever it is, and then you stop talking about it, you haven't contra-developed the opposite because you didn't bring the opposite up. We're not getting extra tension from it. You just forgot. This is why you don't want to create a situation in text where you are manufacturing like a ton of subplots or a ton of characters or a ton of subplots and characters and character arcs and all this other ancillary shit. You don't want to burden down the story with all these things because you, the minute you create them, you become responsible for them. You have an obligation, a duty, a requirement to make all these pieces work. And if you keep bringing paces or sorry, you keep bringing pieces into play and put them through their paces. That's the sentence I was trying to say. You're going to end up with a story that slows to a crawl because it always has to like account for everything and every degree to all the degrees you want. That's not a sign of being a good writer. You don't get bonus points for like, look how busy my shit is. Oh my God, I have all these things. That's not, that's not good. Like you're not a better writer because you have 35 things. You're not a, a better writer because you have everybody with a subplot. You are a better writer because the number of subplots, the number of characters, no matter what they are, you effectively do something with them. Contra development allows you to explore the opposite side of a binary or turn something that isn't a binary into a binary so you can talk about it, so you can explore it. If you are trying to figure out a way to better understand human relations, develop one side of an argument, then contra develop the opposite side of the argument, and you will sit down and figure out, oh, that's why that person argues. Oh, that's the point they're trying to make. Those are the two sides of this argument. You don't have to like them. You don't even have to agree with them. But they do need to exist if you're trying to explore both sides. That matters. That's a big deal. This is entirely different than just forgetting something. There's a big difference. Because if I just stop talking about dinner... Like I keep telling you dinner is important, then dinner comes and goes and I don't remark on it or it, it, it's fine and I brush it off. What, what happened? It was supposed to be this big deal. I built it up and built it up. Why is the payoff so small? That's, that's not contra development either. That's just shitty development. The more you build something up, the better the payoff should be. Even if the singular active payoff is a single sentence. I am so proud of you for all your hard work. You look amazing today. A single sentence that encapsulates a primary major idea and communicates it to you. It can be a single sentence, but it is the context, the weight, the intensity, the urgency, the, the size of this idea that really matters. If, if I don't give you that, what happened to all the development? It's wasted. We don't want to waste development. Likewise, we don't always want to put, a, put the reader or the characters or both into a situation where we are developing something then brushing it off by only exploring its negative. Contra development is useful in a few cases like we're trying to explore both sides somewhat equally or we're trying to use it to manufacture tension we will manipulate later on. We talked about that yesterday. But 
don't mistake that for some kind of great abstraction. Don't mistake it for some kind of great writing lesson like, oh man, I'm developing and contra developing. Aren't I the bestest? Somebody in some academic circle will really super love me. It has nothing to do with any of that. And contra development as a term generally doesn't get taught because it puts into too many readers or sorry, too many writers who are just disinterested in, in like getting better. It gives them one more tool and it turns into an excuse. Oh, I didn't drop that subplot. I contra developed it. No, you dropped it. We don't want to drop things. We don't always want to explore both sides of everything. Sometimes, most of the time, writing is an act of making decisions. So we want to make decisions. If we establish and develop that a thing is important, we carry it forward and treat it as important until it's done. And then we move on to the next thing. Contra development is one of those in case of danger break glass things. It's going to get used very rarely. And when it does get used, it's specific and intentional. Do not mistake it for forgetting or for poorly developing in the first place because what we're trying to do in all forms of development secondary positive contra whatever we are trying to create a context for the reader to understand what our story is and when you suck at that when it doesn't work when you're just developing things swearing they're important and then kicking them to the curb or ignoring them or having a character just blow everything off. You are wasting not only page space and word count, but you're wasting reader time. And for me, very few things are as problematic and bad and big giant red flag as wasting the reader's time. Too many writers sit down and do all that because they want to be seen doing the performance of writing. They want to create these big stories. They want to show off how smart they are. They're hoping someone will pat them on the head and say, good job making all this stuff. But if all these pieces don't cohere, if all these pieces don't scotch tape together and connect all the dots and make sense, what are we doing here? What are you doing on those pages if you're just padding them out and filling them up and not really getting anywhere? Be very careful in trying to justify why you're dropping stuff. Don't use contra development as like a get-out-of-jail-free card because it is certainly not that. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.